the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. We've got Kevin Charles here today, and uh, Kevin... What do you think? Long week, huh? It has been one uh, long week. It's been one of those things where I wanted to just stick my head in the sand and forget about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and after then a I nice s- holiday, and uh, it was uh, yeah. kind of an up and down week, and and it was uh, a lot of stuff happening. Uh, the Max Out Savings Show is a show about savings and investments, and and building up wealth for your retirement. Uh, we've been on for uh, nine, uh, almost ten years now. And, uh, you know, you know uh, I, I think we're now the uh, top, uh, I don't know if we're the top-ranked weekend show in, on, on 1070, but I think we're, at least on Saturday, uh, there's, you know, there's some, I think an 8 a.m. show or something, which I, I'm not even sure. We'll I'm take not, that. Yeah, but our numbers are huge That's for, good. Uh, for our ratings, than, which is really Better than a lot good. of other numbers that and we're so seeing. And so I want to thank all our listeners. Yes, that's true. On this. And uh, so, uh, you know, where to start today? Uh, you know what with the you know what what's uh, you know I tell you where I really wanted to touch base on was uh, this week was uh, oh good we got that yeah okay, it's we're, okay we're we were just having a little headphone problem here so that's yeah it. the uh, uh, Goldman Sachs this week uh, talked a little bit about that oil prices could go to 25 uh, to 20 dollars a barrel and that, and that really spooked people out we had a lot of questions about that uh and you know i i went and listened to some of what they said <laughs> it was their commodities group that talked about this and, and what they were saying is is that 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 based on on what was happening with oil prices in general uh with production and with supply, they felt there was a possibility that oil prices could go to twenty dollars a barrel. And, and a couple of things: they said it was probably a less than fifty percent chance. That didn't quite make the news. And uh, but it, but it it just it spooked a lot of people. And and so what I wanted to do was understand. If, I think if they think oil prices are going to go to twenty dollars a barrel, it, from what they were talking about, it sounds like it would go down there very quickly and go up. But what what they were saying is, if production overwhelms the capacity uh, of storage, then there's no place to put the oil, and oil would therefore have to go plunging down because they couldn't p- put it anywhere else. That's really what they were talking about. But what they're saying is 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 that oil 
the the production hasn't dropped as much as people as as had had hoped it has and and also a, a slowing gro- global growth has slowed down the demand so you have these two things working against oil and so that that's really what what they're looking at uh on this subject is 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 that they felt like the oil price was going to go was going to sit there and go down due to it was basically a storage issue really almost more so than than capacity now one of the articles that i read about this yesterday uh, usa today i believe it was that was talking about it's not a projected drop necessarily but their worst case scenario so this isn't what they're saying is definitely coming yes, but it yeah in all bad cases if everything worked together the worst storm could come up and this could be what we get yeah that's it it it, you know the the iea came out which is international energy agency came out and and, but they they said they're looking they thought oil prices oil production would decline uh for producers outside of opec about a half a, a million barrels a day uh next year and and that that's going to help out the price. I mean, this was kind of the worst case scenario, and this was really more based on what happens if storage fills up out there and there's no place to put all the oil. Uh, this is something we're going to have to watch. Oil prices were uh, at forty four, forty five dollars. They've backed off some. They, they've really been all over the place. Uh, we're not expecting a, a, a major drop in in, in oil prices uh, in here. Uh, it, it, they spiked down to about thirty-five dollars. We have to watch and see. Right now, a lot of the a lot of the refineries have slowed production. They're making the the transition over to the to the uh, to the winter fuel. This is why I, I paid a dollar ninety-nine right. uh, yesterday. Well, actually, I didn't pay a dollar ninety-nine because I had to buy the premium gas. Ah, well, so, you got two ten. Uh, <laughs> no, it was more actually, and and, and so. Uh, the Exxon, they wanted like two sixty for the premium, so I went to the middle between the two. I figured that would yeah. work. It was only two that's a little high twenty nine, <laughs> and I'm like, really, uh, thirty cents difference? That that's what is that? That's uh, uh, fifteen uh, fifteen. No, it's not fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fifteen percent more. No, sixty cents. So it was twenty percent more. Right. Thirty percent more. That's a, it's still yeah, it that makes was a big a difference. So I, it, I I I I cut it back some. It and really uh. Well, uh, but but this is why. So so we're in this transition period. Remember, in the summertime, a lot of people don't realize this. In the summertime, the oil companies what they do is they produce a uh, a, a summer gas which reduces pollution and and and, and smog. And then in the wintertime, uh, when when the temperatures are cooler, they they produce a they uh, a gasoline with a lower vapor point. I believe is what it's called. It, 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 that that it, in the in the winter they use one with a higher vapor. Uh, vapor point, which means it vaporizes. In, in the winter, they use a lower vapor point. In the summer, they use one with the higher vapor point, which is a little bit more expensive to produce because the hot it's so hot the cars that the stuff will vaporize and cause pollution. And so now we're in the cheaper gas mode into September, October, November. And so the refineries are shutting down production, and that that caused a further drop. This is why we've seen the drop in oil prices. Look, I mean, I, I think if you look at this. Uh, there, there's a couple other uh, things I, I looked at uh, this week as well. Uh, there was a guy named, um, what was his name? Uh, I want to say Bell. Uh, his his production numbers were were really, uh, he, he called the market 
uh, at the, at, at, back in last year and said there was a decline. And he, what he was doing, he was looking at rubber prices and commodity prices and figured a slowdown. And he, what he felt was happening was is, is we had a, uh, a a difference between the a difference between the uh, demand and the supply. And, and U.S. supply was pouring on the market back in 13 and 14, but but other countries in in Iraq and Libya were having a slowdown, and so it kind of uh, slowed it down. Now. Now the the supply has caught up with the demand as demand fell. Doug King, and, and so w- what he's looking for is he thinks we're not going to get a bottom in place in oil prices up until you get really some type of of commodity uh, really sell down really where you have to have com- capacity taken out of the commodity world. And 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 a lot of people thought at the beginning of the year this this was going to happen. And uh, we would see oil prices drop off, but what which really happened is 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 that a lot of the oil uh, companies they've been able to sit there and and use much more high efficiency rigs. They've been able to deal with lower lower rig costs, and, and they what's known as high graded their fields. So they went to the best fields to get the most production, and so production is held up. Now we're starting to see that drop off. We're starting to see some guys have financial trouble, it, and so what I think is going to happen in the oil and gas business. A couple things: if I'm the Saudis. Uh, I'm going to hold off until October because I know all the bankers are going to are going to be looking at the balance sheets of all the oil companies. They're going to cut their they're going to cut their uh, their uh, lines of credit and, and they're going to ask for uh, for more uh, assets uh, for asset protection. And so that's going to slow down drilling even more. So if I run the oil prices up right now, I'm going to lose that ability. So my guess is is we're coming into some type of low in the next month or two and then i think we'll see it then you're going to see a lot of companies uh go in and uh cut drilling we're already seeing it in the gulf a lot of companies are shelving projects in the gulf they're putting things off but these things take time the the, the gulf projects take a year or two to get going and, and so that's down the way so I, I i think this is a process and 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 so what we need is we need a capacity pulled off the market and then we need a meeting at OPEC to pull some production off the market as well and that's going to put oil prices up. I want to remind you if you'd like to be a part of the show today you can call us at 713-339-1070. We'd love to hear from you today. Maybe you've got a question about oil prices, the stocks, or maybe something to do with your your retirement uh, accounts and we could probably uh, at least point you in the right direction in that and we're talking about oil prices though right now and if something were to happen where this went even lower than it already is, say not all the way to $20 a barrel, but we're already in the 40s, if it gets much lower, we're already starting to affect a lot of different businesses along the way that depend on the oil-related Yeah, Houston, Houston is Houston's an oil town, and, and really what we're looking at is is the uh, – is, 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 Things slow down when oil slows down. Exactly, and so that that's really what we're running into. So it's not just it's it's real estate, it's restaurants, it's it's companies. We're seeing a lot of that out there that 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 uh, that business is sort of slowing down, and so people they're trying to gauge where the market is. A lot of guys think we can produce and be pretty profitable at sixty five seventy dollar oil. Goldman, in their twenty dollar number, what a lot of people missed was is is they cut their their forecast for. Uh, for uh, crude oil to forty nine fifty a barrel uh, for uh, for two thousand sixteen, and, and so 
that I think spooked some people as well. And so we we saw a continued drop uh, for 2016. Actually, for West Texas, that was Brent for West Texas. It's about forty five dollars a barrel. It's awful tough for these guys to make money. Now you got to be a little careful with Goldman Sachs because Goldman will oftentimes toss stuff out for reasons that aren't really aren't really clear of of really what they're they they've got big trading books and are, is, mm-hmm. is Goldman short a bunch of oil and they're trying to get out of the short. You, you never know really what Goldman's. Uh, it's been my experience when Goldman makes a big call, you have to sometimes question exactly why they're making the call because they are a big trading firm. They have massive positions on. They've got derivatives and all types of stuff. And what are they – before they make these calls, you've got to believe they've positioned in one form or another ahead of time. So you've you got to be a little careful with these calls. Look, I, I don't think you're going to see $20 barrel oil. If we got $20 barrel oil, we've got a hell of a lot more problems out there than – than people realize. I think that there is a crisis coming up, and I think we're going to talk about that later in the show, really, of what we're going to see happening here. Uh, oil, the oil. this is not, uh, this is uh, systematic, really, of 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 something much bigger than just oil prices in and, and this was brought on to some extent by the shale which has just exploded but but it's just th- this is happening in number it, it this is not just limited to oil it, and and so what you understand now the important thing is 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 that it's slowing down Houston now uh, I saw some stuff uh, from uh, I think it's Joel Rosenberg at uh, Lowe's Corporation he's the the chief uh, well, I think the top in, in the investment guy over there. Very, very, very smart guy on, on Wall Street, extremely well uh, respected. And he, he, he mentioned a couple of the big oil companies that he, he thought were cheap. He, he thought the market – he didn't think there was a lot of cheapness in the market except in a couple areas, and one of them was the commodities. And he mentioned Chevron. I think he, he tossed out Royal Dutch Shell, too, and uh, I forget what right, – one other one in the group. But, but, I mean, some of these companies, the the, the big majors – have very strong balance sheets. Your Exxons, your Chevrons, your Shells, companies like that, very strong balance sheets that they they can ride through these situations. And we've talked, listeners of the show know we've talked a lot about upstream and downstream. Upstream is oil production. That's pretty bad right now. People are losing a lot of money. Downstream, which is your refineries, chemical plants, they're making some pretty good money in here, so it kind of balances it off. So he, he, he thought... The big oils were a buy in here on on the positive side, and so you have to kind of uh, you know make your decisions. We've been out of the oil market for the most part for our clients uh, and the oil stocks uh, for most of the year. Most of it was sold last year actually, and because we we've been warning y'all about this decline in oil prices. And but but I, I, at the same time, people shouldn't panic. Uh, we have clients that 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 the that some of these stocks have been in the family for generations, and those things weren't sold. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, the the generational type of wealth, the long term type of wealth in the oil companies, we're, we're holding on to it. And, and when you're dealing with oil companies, it understand it's the balance sheet in a lot of these guys. Uh, what took down Enron wasn't a collapse in oil prices; it was it was an unstable balance sheet. Uh, and listeners of the Max Out Savings Show know we did not like Enron months and months beforehand. And, and, and we do a lot of balance sheet work in what we do here to sit there and analyze companies for our clients that we're investing in. And, and that's one of the key things. So understand uh, if it's a highly levered company, you've got to be a lot more careful. Uh, when things turn against you and you're highly indebted, 
that's when you you're you're stuck. That's when you're scrambling just to stay alive. The guys that are strong in 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 a in a pretty good position, they're the guys out there looking to buy stuff. They're the guys out there looking to make deals. They're laying the groundwork for the next move when oil bottoms and we have another five year run and they double and triple their stock prices. And so that that's really what we want to look for. So understand the oil markets. If you got any questions, you can give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Also, if if you haven't, if you're not on our newsletter list, we're going to send out another newsletter letter this week, uh, the Max Out Savings Report. We talk about this. We talk about commodity prices. We talk about how to save money. We talk about common 401k mistakes. We've got all types of savings and investment uh, help in there. It's all to help the listeners of the Max Out Savings Show. Just go to to maxoutsavings.com and you can sign up for the free report. We'll be right back after this quick break. And if you got a question or comment, give us a call here at, what's that number, Kevin? 713-339-1070 on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors. Because I live and work here in Houston, I've seen how national and global events impact local investors. People at the bank, at the gym, at the park tell me they're worried about the future. You know what? So am I. That's why I have a savings and investment plan. Do you? Do you feel secure? Spend an hour with me in my Galleria area office and get an idea of what's ahead and how to protect yourself. It's the Houston thing to do. Ted Gioka, Max Out Savings Advisors. Visit MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. At AM 1070 The Answer, we work very hard to figure out what it is you want and need from our station and then give it to you. We strive every day to be the answer to every question in your head, but we always want to know how to serve you better. So if you are a loyal listener to AM 1070, go to our website at am1070theanswer.com and click on the banner Dreams Come True and help us figure out how to serve you better. You might win $5,000. AM 1070 The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments about that, about your 401k plan, uh, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Saving Show. Uh, you know, what, what, a couple things I, I wanted to sit there and, and go over in here, and, and really one of them was was what's going on with the uh, you know with, with commodity prices, and and really 
where what what is going on? You're like Ted. Look, I don't care about commodity prices. I'm in the stock and bond market. I get that. But here's what you have to understand: is is that the commodity prices have been one of the big drivers going forward. And so what we've seen is is a uh, let me see here. Hold on just a second. I'm going to pull something up here. There we go. Uh, commodity prices have been the big driver in this market. And understand, commodity prices right now are at at where they were back in 2000. They're underneath levels of 2009. And and so and and, and so 2009, we were dealing with a financial panic. That 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 that. Uh, that the financial system was literally very close to collapse. I mean, it, and if you talk to, to anyone, they, they will tell you that. And and I think we stabilized our, our financial markets bet much better since then, but that caused commodity prices to plunge. Commodity prices right now are underneath where they were. They are lower than they were in 2009. So something is clearly going on here. And, and so the idea is, is that... Uh, the the idea that that you're sitting there and make it, that 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 this economy's rolling along there's no problems and you have commodity prices at this level is is just completely uh not true i mean clearly that we have some type of problem it, it and one of the problems they're running into i think is is a couple things have happened the federal reserve has flooded the world and all the central bankers with money that resulted in two things that resulted in when the commodity prices collapsed they came back pretty quickly well companies kept spending money on commodity expansion because they could get cheap money remember your economics 101 if 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 you can have infinite amounts of if you can keep building supply on the market and you can keep lowering your cost and keep adding cheaper and cheaper supply, the supply keeps coming on to you get a clearing. Now that clearing of, of between the supply and demand, that might take several years, but in the interim, all these markets came back and, and, and the marginal production never went off because there was so much cash out there and they were able to refinance and the production stayed on the market. At the same time, China kept growing and China as we've talked, listeners of this show know that China took their debt levels from $8 trillion up to uh, $20, $28, uh, $26 trillion. They, they, they leveraged up $17 trillion worth of additional debt trying to keep the economy rolling in China. Now, you say, Ted, that sounds like a lot of money. Yes, it does. And let me tell you how much money it is. It's equal to the, to, to the total money of the, of, of the lending in the United States and Japanese banking system. So these guys have gone all in trying to support their economy. Well, what does that have to do with commodity prices? Uh, because, Ted, uh, China's economy is only 13% of, of the world's economy, and it's only 20% of the population. What's the problem here? Well, I will tell you. If you look at the prices for the, the usage of commodities, uh, concrete, they use 60% of, of, of the concrete, 40, 54% of the aluminum, 50% of the nickel, 46% of the steel, 23% of gold they've used, they, they purchased, 48% of copper, 49% of the world's coal usage is picked up by China. And uh, interesting, uh, and actually 30% of the rice, 22% of the corn. So they are the driver for commodities in the world. Interestingly, only 12% of the oil production uh, is used. And so what you're seeing is is 
China is suddenly slowing down. And, and, and by the way, listeners to this show know we've been talking about this for several years. We've been talking about the massive amounts of, of, of commodities. Well, now used by China, and, and, and their, their economy is growing at about 54%. It's about 50%, 46% of, of, of the GDP of China is investment. So you said, Ted, what's the problem with that? That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I, 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 this is off the top of my head, but the number's about 16%, give or take a couple percent in the United States. So they're clearly over-investing. No country in the world's gone long-term using that type of investment and grown. It's not possible. So commodity, China's growth is now dramatically slowing. Electricity usage is slowing. Rail car usage is slowing. And so what's happening is commodity prices are starting to come down. You say, hey, this is great. Commodity prices are coming down. Um, I, I, this is a good deal. The problem is, is Brazil is a huge commodity exporter. Australia is a huge commodity exporter. Texas is a huge commodity exporter with oil. Mexico is a huge commodity exporter. Africa is a huge commodity exporter. Russia is a huge commodity exporter. And we could go right down the list. So a huge chunk of the world's economies is now slowing dramatically due to the falling commodity prices across the board. This is causing a global slowdown. Okay, and, and this, and what this is doing is it's destabilizing the the world's financial system to some extent. And this is why the stock market the stock market has gone up this year in in face of this of this massive drop in commodity prices. Uh, in unlike two thousand nine, arc this commodity price drop. Uh, if you look at the Goldman Sachs. Uh, Commodity index, uh, the IPATH uh, shares we use, it's been going on since July of last year when the dollar started going up. So what's happening is, and this is very complicated, and just stick with me. What's happening is the dollar started going up last year. It it was too cheap. It started rallying up, and once it started rallying up, uh, the commodity prices started falling. At the same time, China's economy started to implode, and commodity prices continue to fall. Now this global slowdown is working through the, the through the world. Our stock market has held up pretty well up until about three weeks ago when it suddenly broke the 50, the 100, the 200-day moving averages. The Dow theory kicked off, and it, and, and it really started starting to come apart. Now's when you have to have your defensive plan in place and understand that you better be very cautious in these markets because the world has completely changed over the last year. So natural question then what is that defensive plan that you that that max out savings would suggest then? Well what we what we've been saying is 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 that you have to sit there and have a plan to be in pl- in place. You've right. got to have a defensive plan in place, mm. which which means you have to be in assets that are going to move somewhat counter cyclically to the market. You have to be in cash or stable demand or something that's not going to go down. When you make really big money in markets, is in, is is you you start laying in the in the in the investments in in the bear market. That's when the big money is made. When the top, you know, the the the. Uh, Years ago, the partners at one of the firms I work with, the comment was, you, you, you make money in the darkness. You, you, know, you don't make money in the light. When everybody's buying the tech stocks, that's when you want to walk away. When, when everybody is, is buying the, uh, you know, right now, the biotechs, probably is when you want to start scaling back. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one wants the commodities, but, but you have to have right now, you, we're starting to look at those. We're not in there yet. We're in a couple, but not much. Uh, but so for our clients, we have very high levels of cash, defensive positions, short-term bonds, th- things that are going to move 
against the market aren't going to go down because what we want to do is we want to have the cash available when the market has the big sell-off. Where, where we're different from other people is is we don't use some magical sell signal that tells us when to get in and out of the market because I've never seen one of those work over the long term. And, I mean, it's just not there. But but and and the, and the second reason we do we have been cautious all year since before the beginning of the year when we saw oil prices starting to fall. We've been telling people. Back away from the market, get cautious, higher levels of cash. I, don't, I can't tell you how many of our newsletters we, 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 we wrote about now's the time for the return of, of your money, not the return on your money. Now's the time to go to cash. And so we, we're very well positioned for this thing, which is what you should be. And, and the reason we don't go all cash, because typically when in crisis hits, we want to be in there buying and getting the, the, the opportunities of a lifetime. And that, that's one of the reasons why that, 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 that we use this, this technique. I want to remind you, if you want to be a part of the show today, 713-339-1070 is the number to call. And if you want to get some of this information in your own email, you can just subscribe to the Max Out Savings Report, and you go to the website again, maxoutsavings.com, in order to sign up for that free report that will show up in your email and give you all sorts of inside information, so to speak. <laughs> it will help you out, in, uh, in if nothing else, it has helped me out in educating me as to what some of these terms are that I've heard for years in the investment world and the business world that I wasn't familiar with, and it has helped me out in a whole well, lot of ways. And that's one. Look, we talk about very complex issues right. in this show. Okay, right. it really we we go over a lot of people's head. in the newsletter. We try to break down very complex issues to, right. to simple to help people. And we've had top strategists at Wall Street firms I've found have been on our, our newsletter list. So we got some very sophisticated people on our list. But at the same time, we try to take things and make them simple so you can understand them out there. And that's a good thing. <laughs> and, 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 and this has been one of the things that's been a little harder. You know, in, in, this is stuff is so complicated, you have to try to break it down. In, in, in the newsletter, we try to really simplify it for you there. Now, we've got a call coming in from, from Brian. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? Good. Um, so I'm wondering, you keep referring to cash, keep it in cash, being cash. What what does that mean? Where, where does that go? I know you're not talking about, you know, a coffee can in the in the kitchen cupboard. Uh, you know, what? where can you put cash where it's safe, that it doesn't just sit there, has some growth? What, what are some of the examples of how I can, if I'm going to, if I'm going to liquidate the stocks, where do I put the money to stay in cash? What, what yeah, yeah I mean, that's a good question. What we're talking about typically for cash is we need the money market fund. Uh-huh. And we mean, uh, and if you're really paranoid or worried, then you probably the, tre- the treasury money market fund or the municipal money fund. Those are the two safest. And then the regular money fund is pretty safe anyway. But uh, we're talking about short-term bonds. Get two or three years or less, uh, t- typically even shorter than that. High quality, we, that means no junk bonds. We want higher quality bonds. Uh, we we, we want to be in short-term treasury bills, uh, treasury ETFs, those type of things that are just very, very uh, – that, that if, if, if things – if you get a big sell-off in the market – a mini crash or something where I think we're going to get some type of substantial sell-off coming up in here. It's not over yet. Those things aren't going to go down in value. Then you can pull your money out from the proverbial mattress in your 401k plan, the money market fund or stable demand fund when it goes plunging down and you can make the good buys. And that's really what we're after. So yeah, so understand if if it's a short-term bond fund, it's a good place to be. If it's a junk bond fund, oftentimes junk bonds, we've had a really good run of very low interest rates and a lot of companies are over-indebted. And and so- 
Yeah. What kind of return do you get on the? I mean, is, is it is it? Well, that that that's the rub. Look, when I started in this business, uh, you know, over twenty five years ago, we would sit there and park in the money funds and get five or six, seven percent. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty easy deal. Right now, you're getting close to zero. The Federal Reserve has set interest rates. Uh, the Fed funds are, I think, point zero 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 five, something like that. This, the Fed funds are at the lowest rate in history of the United States. In uh-huh. uh, and 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 so you're going to get almost nothing on it. This way, way CDs pay virtually nothing. But what you're doing is is you're looking for something that's not going to go down in value. Remember, in 2009, the S&P 500 went down 57 percent. That was pretty brutal during that decline from 2008 to 2009. And uh, so if you know if you're in in something that doesn't go down at all, that's looking like a like a, you know a, a complete home run. Great. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, and and that's the thing. And that's what we look well, for our clients, what we typically manage is retirement money. We're people's IRA rollovers, they come to us, they leave the company, they retire, they come to us and we manage it. So we've got to sit there and be cautious. These people work 30 years for their money and we we can't just throw it away gambling in the stock market. And so what we do is we try to sit there and in, in, in really be run very cautious uh, portfolios. What we try to do is we do a lot of risk analysis. We balance out risk and reward a lot. Here's the good news in these markets. I think we're going to be coming to a point pretty soon here where we're going to be able to lay in some really good investments that are going to give our clients very good returns, 4 5 6% in dividends a year where we can sit there and just hang out with things that are going to grow over time collecting big dividends. That's what we're after we're finally starting to see some of that for the first time in three years. And and, and it's just, it, it's been, you know, a lot of these things people were telling us to buy, you know, because they were paying great dividends of, uh, two two years ago are down 30% or more. And, and now, only now we're starting to see what we think are opportunities because we have to invest for a cycle. Our clients, or some of our clients are with us for over 20, 25 years. And so we've got to invest over the long term. Our clients, when they come to retire with us, they're maybe 60, 65 years old, there's a good chance that they could be with us in another 30 years. Hopefully, I'll be there. I mean, <laughs> you know, but so we have to manage for the long term, and that's right. what we try to do. And, and, and so, uh, but I think the message I want to get now is, is look, in the world today, I'm looking at the at the performance year to date. Uh, the the uh, number one, uh, co- cocoa and canola were up 11%. The dollar index was up 4%. The Nasdaq was up a little over two percent. The ten-year was up two percent. The Swiss franc was up two percent. The five-year note was up one percent, and the euro-dollar and the two-year treasury were up point four percent. Okay, that's all the investment categories. In the thirty-day Fed funds, were up point three percent. That's okay. Everything from the British pound, Japanese yen, uh, mid-cap Russell two thousand, S and P five hundred, Treasury bond. Uh, Dow Jones, gold, silver, cattle, oil, natural gas, copper, uh, uh, the New Zealand dollar, Mexican peso, uh, the Brazilian real, sugar, uh, uh, West Texas crude, soybean oil, lumber, uh, sugar are all down for the year. That's a pretty long list across a tremendous number of asset classes. And what that's telling you is, is so don't believe the happy, the happy talk coming out of out of the financial media out there in CNBC because they're all trying to tell you how great things are. I just rattled off a list of probably 30 
different investments, investment classes that are all down. And, and basically the ones that are up are basically the, if you're in the bunker waiting for something bad to happen, those are going <laughs> up. And this is why we've been telling you to sit there and get caution and understand these markets. And if you, if you need some help, you know, uh, come see us. Uh, you can leave a message on our phone at uh, at the office at 713-627-0400. Uh, leave a message and I'll, I'll give you a call back or just go to the website. You can even schedule an appointment. But but understand these are very difficult times and, and you're going to have to be – you're going to have to manage and navigate through this. And a lot of people don't know how to do it. A lot of people, they can just ride a market up. They don't really understand anything at all how markets work. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, – that's one of that's one of the key things. I think this is going to give us some really good opportunities, but you've got to have your defensive plan in place. Now, you can also call us up at uh, 713-339-1070 if you had a question or comment at 713-339-1070. We write back. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about credit protection in in uh, uh, IRA rollovers and also going to be talking some about the markets as well. We'll be right back right here in the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors. Because I live and work here in Houston, I've seen how national and global events impact local investors. People at the bank, at the gym, at the park tell me they're worried about the future. You know what? So am I. That's why I have a savings and investment plan. Do you? Do you feel secure? Spend an hour with me in my Galleria area office and get an idea of what's ahead and how to protect yourself. It's the Houston thing to do. Ted Gioka, Max Out Savings Advisors. Visit MaxOutSavings.com. It takes a Houstonian to know what a Houstonian needs when it comes to savings, investments, and retirement. And Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors knows what Houston investors need. This native Houstonian raised his family and built his investment firm right here in Houston. He knows that Washington and Wall Street can impact Houston investors, and he'll share that insight with you. For a confidential review of your investments in Ted's Galleria area office, call Max Out Savings Advisors or visit MaxOutSavings.com today. The biggest promotion in gallery furniture history happens right now. Buy $7,000 more worth of exciting gallery furniture, and if the price of oil is $85 a barrel or higher, at close of trading, December 31st, 2015, your furniture is free, free, free. That's right, buy $7,000 or more of gallery furniture, and if the price of oil is $85 a barrel or higher, at close 12 31 15, your furniture is free, free, free. This incredible offer also includes special orders, fabric, and wood. Hurry in for the best offer ever. See gallery furniture for complete details. This is Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town Hall Review, in a desperate campaign reboot, Hillary apologizes and even tries some humor. I apologize for my voice. I'm suffering under massive allergy assault. Republican histamines are everywhere. <laughs> Join us for our program and visit our new website at townhallreview.com. Town Hall Review. Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070. The answer. And now, more of the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you got a question about uh, that, about anything, give us a call at 713-339-1070. And that's what Charles did. Hello, Charles. How are you doing? Listen, i got a question, and okay. it's a little bit political, but it, it doesn't oh, that's okay. money. Yeah. And uh, I was watching the news a couple of weeks ago, and there was a, uh, 
the segment that mentioned something about Jeb Bush, and Jeb Bush had made a statement about Donald Trump stating that Donald Trump had come out and said he wanted to tax wealth, and specifically targeting the wealthy people at $10 million and above. Do you know if that's a true statement or not? You know, I haven't, I haven't seen that. Uh, one thing I have seen, I think you are going to see a change in the tax structure for, uh, for uh, hedge funds, for uh, uh, people that, that, are, that are, are carried interest, which simply means if, if I'm running a hedge fund and, and I get a percentage of the profits uh, on a long-term gain, that's going to be taxed as ordinary income. Same with real estate people and a number of other things. And in, in, I, I think that is probably going to go through because I think I think people are pretty tired of, of people making a billion dollars a year and paying 20 percent taxes when they're paying 35. Well, yeah, yeah. but I guess what I'm saying is, is it's one thing if it's if it's kept under a capital gains or if it's kept under an income. But, you know, the basic premise of living in this country has been that income is taxed and not wealth. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, I tell you, you know, what, yes. And, and, and oh, I see where you're going. Yeah. scares me if, you know, Donald Trump, I mean, uh, you know, the guy used to be a Democrat. I mean, he's kind of like a Michael Bloomberg. They all change colors the, the minute whatever is in vogue. <laughs> and the point is, is I don't know how many, and I, you know, not to offend anybody, but, you know, Democrats tend to be the, the, the ones that want to tax. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the closet Democrats that are both probably in the Republican Party and elsewhere, you get people masquerading around, and when they start that talk, you know the ignorance in, of the American public, for the most part, is pretty high. And the thing of it is, is that is that whether you know people, let's face it, are resentful of the rich in in many respects. I'm not one of them. I can tell you that. But the point being is, is when if that door ever opens, or if that Pandora box ever opens up, and they there's some talk about taxing wealth. Than people that may have a second lake house. Yeah, this is a big this is a big story, Charles. Just to expand for our listeners, really, what Charles is talking about is not someone's making five hundred thousand a year; their taxes are going to go up. They're talking about if a person, say, they're worth three million dollars, they have uh, they have uh, their house, and then they have a lake house, and maybe they have a piece of property, and then they have a million dollar IRA. It's worth three million dollars. The, the government comes and says, "Well, you're going to have this much." tax on your wealth right yeah and that's, and that's a scary thing yes it is it, because to me that that to me is no different than communism where the state is now coming in and basically redistributing your property to you know to to, to others and to me you know there's a saying in japan that says you tax the fruit of the tree you don't tax the tree and to me oh, i like that and to <laughs> me you know people need to be educated because i can tell you with the deficits and the spending running amok like the way they are, and, and the ignorance of this country, you know, all they have to do is open a door for somebody with $10 million or above, and then that door is open, and then sooner or later, some other president comes down the road and says, you know, I don't think $10 million is rich. I think uh, 100000 Oh, yeah, rich. it just keeps and going. They, they always, like they always make down. it for the top guy, and then it just goes, you know, the, the exactly. proverbial nose under the cam- under, uh, the camel under the tent. And then once you're there, you, you, you can't. Uh, well, and, and like I said, for Jeb Bush to make a statement like that, I don't know if that's true of Trump. But, you know, with Bernie Sanders, who's pretty much a so I see these people. And there may not be much of a choice, but I can tell you, uh, if Donald Trump were to stand for something like that, he would not get my – nobody would get my no, vote. No, no, I look, I, I think, Charles, i tell you what, you've got a real battle in this country, and 
And, and there's a lot of people that genuinely believe in Bernie Sanders, and, and a lot of people feel let down in this country, Republicans and Democrats, by the government, and rightfully so. And, and what we have to do as Republicans, we've got to make our case that this is the way you, you should go for the to, to build up wealth. And because the Democrats are in the in the social, and, and a lot of them are socialists. And, and Bernie's the one honest guy that'll tell you he's a socialist. The rest of them are socialists that won't say they are. And those guys are scary. But it, it's it, this this is why this election is so important. And we have to make our case. And 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 and, and if you're going to kumbaya in the middle, it, the, the other guy's going to make a better case, and we're going to lose. Right, and I and I would say this: the people that are trying to make that decision, regardless of who they think they may vote for, yeah, it's important that people look at the voting record and not what these people say. Literally, you got up now. In the case of Donald Trump, I mean, you know, he has no record. But the point is, is for the rest of them, pull out the voting record and see how they voted, because there are people crossing the aisle that are claiming to either be Democrat or Republican, and I'm telling you. They're all wearing masks, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, I tell you, you can't what, trust anybody anymore. Yeah, I, I, the, what, the one thing, and I tell you, the guy I really like is Ted Cruz. But the thing that 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 with Trump, that is, that Trump is the one guy that's made it acceptable for people to say, hey, the emperor's wearing no clothes, for, to really talk back to these people and sit there and say, wait, that's not the way it is. And and I think that and, and, and in that instance, I think he's done the country a huge favor because he's at least getting it back on. Now, you might not agree with him, but he's getting back on to the to the policies versus whether you said something about somebody or how you presented it and insulted whoever. It, 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 he's brought it back to, hey, what are you going to do for the working people? And I, it, well, or, well, that's true. He, he is he is cutting through the political correctness. But let me just say this. If, on the other hand, he's a guy that's just really, you know, masquerading. And you know, to me, well, I that's the t- what, that's what that's what you're gonna we're gonna have to figure out about Trump. Right, we don't know the exactly. answer exactly. And I'm just saying that that if, if people need to understand that if if you know they scripted, saved all their lives, and they want to leave a, a legacy to their kids and all, and come to find out you got a, you elect a guy in here that all of a sudden wants to be taxing wealth instead of well, income. Yeah, that's that's a that. Uh, no, I, good, good no call, I Charles. For anyone like that? Yeah, I appreciate that. No, I think this is and this is something we're gonna have to watch. But good call. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah, I mean, Charles has got a good point. I mean, this is the problem is, is this is the battle of how we're going to do it. If I had to guess how it's going to happen, I think taxes are going to go down, but they're going to cut loopholes. Right. I want to remind you, if you've got a question or a comment and want to be part of the show, 713-339-1070. And um, we're talking, you said we were going to talk a little bit about credit protection, yeah, uh, the, IRAs and things like that are a safe yeah, place. Yeah, here's it. Well, and this is kind of goes along with Charles's call is, right. is uh, the, the, and I, your 401k has tremendous credit creditor protections. So if somebody sues you or if you go into bankruptcy, they typically can't get a hold of the 401k. This is I think it was uh, um, uh, uh, who who is the um, golly, I suddenly lost my train of thought. But the uh, the guy that killed the person, the um, O.J. Simpson, oh. O.J. Simpson, they could never get to his pension. OK. And his 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 IRA role. And this is a big deal because uh the a 401k plan is protected. Now we got a question about Ted is is my IRA a rollover do I get the same protections and the answer is yes. Okay. So if you roll your money into a into an IRA rollover Texas has very good creditor protections. 
and 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 a lot of people came to Texas fleeing other parts of the country and, and because of debt problems. And so we have this is why your house, for instance, the Homestead Act, up until they had to change it some because it was so strong that 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 they were they couldn't do the second liens and stuff. And 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 your IRA rollover is also protected. So if you get if somebody sues you, they can't take your money in your IRA rollover, which is a really good deal. Or if you go into bankruptcy and, you know, it, this is times are tough in the oil business. Right. They can't take your, your IRA rollover. So it, the answer to the question is, is your 401k, your IRA rollover is as safe as your 401k. And, and, and the, it, it, what you do when you leave the company is you take your 401k and you roll it over into an IRA rollover and you have it managed by someone like us. Right. But, this is this is sort of our philosophy. I try to keep it very simple out there. We look, save aggressively, invest conservatively. You should be saving a minimum of ten percent plus the company match. The research shows about thirteen and a half percent. If you save that much money, regardless of your income, uh, you're going to have enough money for retirement. If you put it into into your 401k plan, you get a tax deduction, so you get part of your money back right away, you know, or at the end of the year, you get money back, one or the other, mm -hmm. and then it grows tax-free for 25 or 30 years and gets even bigger. So that gives you an edge. So instead of instead of having a taxable, that can add an extra two points to your return, so it goes up automatically. And in a 401k plan, in the IRA rollover, as your money's growing, if you run it god forbid you run into somebody or get into bankruptcy you're still protected and you're not completely wiped out so the, if you keep it simple and you try to none of us can predict the future and, and 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 you have to understand that so what you want to do is you want to do where you have the best odds of of making something work so you save aggressively as much as you can you conservatively invest it you put it in a tax-free account like a 401k plan or or four, uh, 403b, those type of plans. You get your tax deductions. It grows tax-free. If something happens to you, your credit are protected. It all works. Uh, this is a day and age where a lot of people are now working for themselves or contract labor, freelance, whatever you want to call it, yeah. as opposed to working for a company where they don't they may not have access to that 401k. You can what? do a SEP IRA, you can do different types and of those IRAs. are just as safe. Yeah, those are just as safe. Okay. So and, and so this is I mean understand if if you do that look again we can't predict the future. You keep it very simple. The show last week we talked about how Warren Buffett looks at things. If you analyze what Warren Buffett does, he's he's an exercise in simplicity. You should be an exercise in simplicity in your savings program, your 401k plan. And if you need by, by the way, if you need some help uh, I'll be happy to sit down with you and, mm -hmm. and, and go over how we manage money at uh, Max Out Savings Advisors. If you need some help managing it, that's what we're, we're here to do. Speaking of that, take me through what exactly happens if I were to call you and say, hey, Ted, I need to come in and, and talk about my retirement, What I show you what I have. How does that work? What exactly do we go through? Typically what we do is you come into our office and you schedule an appointment by going to maxoutsavings.com and then we'll, you sit, we'll sit down with you and we'll, we'll find out how you're set for retirement. We'll mm -hmm. take a look at your, your financial situation. We'll, we'll get an idea of some of your goals uh, of what you'd like to do at retirement. And then we'll also show you how we manage money using our value investing approach and our risk-based risk, risk -based value investing approach to the markets. And we'll all, if we if we see some glaring things that stand out, we'll also discuss those with you too. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you haven't saved enough or whatever. But there's no obligation or anything like that for me to do no, anything it's, other it's than just to, to do that. But of course, I'm sure a lot of people once they find out exactly 
what they have versus what you think maybe would work better for them. They're they're ready to do something. Well, yeah, I mean that that's what we run into. But yeah, right. and I'll be happy to sit down with you. I I handle all those appointments myself. We're okay. here in Houston. This isn't some national infomercial franchise. The, you're you're talking to me here in Houston. So if you need some help, go, come come on in, set up an appointment. I'll be happy to meet with you. And I don't have to drive into downtown or anything to get no, to you. No, we're in right? the gallery. It's really not area. We're actually off not of San Felipe. The actual gallery of all. Yeah, very just simple. Simple. Just yeah. down the road. And, and and so so yeah, I'll be happy to to meet with you if you would like. Uh, just go to maxoutsavings.com. Also sign up for that free report. You know, we we're talking a little bit about the commodities earlier. We're talking mm-hmm. about commodity prices have broken down under 2009 lows. This is slowing the global economy. One of the things we want to watch are some of these big commodity firms out there. Some of them are starting to be in trouble. Glencore uh, on Monday announced a $10 billion restructuring. If they don't get this stuff restructured or this goes bad or commodities get worked, some of those firms could break up. Then you're going to see some real problems. So this is something we're watching. The, the, the big commodity firms. Uh, this is a, 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 a once in a decade or two sell down in commodities, and you're going to see some ramifications and some guys get in trouble coming into the fall. So we want to have our guard up. Uh, if, if you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, uh, and, and sign up for that free newsletter. It's free. We talk about all types of things. We're going to be writing about how, how your uh, 401k plan, your IRA rollover, or have good, solid credit protection. Uh, when we're talking about the markets, it's all in the Max Out Savings Report. You can also schedule an appointment. Now, remember our philosophy and the motto of the Max Out Savings Show. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. You want to save at least 10% plus the company match. And even if you, look, if you, even if you are worried about the market, you want to keep saving that money, just put it in a little more conservative investment plan. Whatever you do, don't let your fears of the market shake your savings plan because that's the key to building up wealth. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.